Good morning. Apologies for the uh, delayed start this morning. Uh, Mike's my, my fault. I had to get back. Well, I got back from a run and then I had my avocado and toast. Did you? And you didn't have poached eggs with it? I did. I had only three poached eggs this morning. Only, what happened to the four poached eggs or five? Uh, it's called a compromise to show it was Stacey. <laughs> <laughs> and the shopping hasn't and the shopping doesn't turn up until later on. So. I, remember, I, I remember when we were out in Australia and the first time we went to, what was it? What was it called? The coffee? Uh, coffee club. The coffee club. And there you go. So what you're having. So Luke goes, well, I'll have six poached eggs, three avocados. Unbelievable. And then when we were in San Francisco as well, what was that lovely place? Uh, that was, yeah, that was, oh, I can't remember what that one was, what that one was called, right by the convention centre place. Yeah, opposite Wendy's. That was lovely uh, as well. Yeah. yeah not, not Wendy's. Morning, Abigail. Morning, Anton. Hola. Or hola. Thanks for joining us. Um, so how's your morning, Tim, as well? How's your run this morning? Yeah, no, good. Yeah, just trying to get back on the back on the horses to say, uh, to get out, uh, to get out, out and about. Um, no, I quite agree, Simon Whale, uh, abiding by greediness. Um, no, it's good to get it's good to get back out, and um, we've got some. We've been being blessed with some good weather at the minute uh, as well. So, what an even better reason to get out in the morning. I know it's stunning, isn't it? Morning, mm. Amy. Nice to see you. Morning, yeah. Simon Whale. So, how many pints was it last night, or have you just, <laughs> walked, or have you just walked in, or actually, are you still at Weatherspoons? He's probably there for breakfast now. <laughs> probably hasn't been home since. When did yeah. they open last Monday? Last Monday, yeah. He's last had a season ticket, seven-day season ticket pass. <laughs> so, it was quite interesting in the week because. Um, uh, what day was it? I think it was uh, Friday morning. So Friday, it was absolutely gorgeous sunshine outside, but a bit deceptive. It was cold. So I thought, oh, I'll nip down to the coffee shop and I'll do a bit of work outside, grab a coffee whilst um, little Joshua is st still asleep and, and Stacey's having a bit of a rest. And um, uh, I was messaging Edward Smythe um, on the Gold Coast saying I could trick myself into thinking I'm just at surface paradise at the minute with how sunny <laughs> it is, but it is a bit chilly. He said, yeah, we had a cold blast here last week. It was 14 degrees. <laughs> that's, and that's what they call a cold, a cold blast uh, with it. But, uh, but again, congratulations to uh, Mr. Smythe as well, because I think it's nine months without uh, alcohol and cigarettes. Okay. And after meeting him in Australia, <laughs> That's, good that's, going. A big that's a big achieve. That's a big achievement. Yeah. Um, do you know what? He sent me the most loveliest message after Sam passed away. Yeah. Incredibly, incredibly nice. Yeah. And obviously we hadn't seen each other for what, a couple of years. Um, yeah. But yeah, amazing, amazing message. So let's yeah. start. So um, Andy's not with us today. So um, Andy's with his um, girls this morning. He yeah. is incredibly busy, so he needs some time to himself. But I want to start off about being kind um, and talk about my week. So I went for a walk for a change um, yeah. with, a, with an old friend on um, Tuesday. And there was a new shop that opened in Mill Hill, bakery called Gales. Yeah. And um, Katie said to me, um, oh, there's a new shop there. They do really nice cinnamon cinnamon rolls so I was like, okay well i'm partial to cinnamon roll so um walk there 
and so can i have a cinnamon roll and they said yeah great so i didn't have any cards with me because i didn't plan on spending anything but i keep an emergency five pounds um in my phone morning martin so um i went to get the five pounds out and the lady said oh do you not have a card so i said no i'm really sorry i don't have any money on me so she goes don't worry um we don't take we don't take cash we don't take coins at the moment it's only cards um have it on us so i said okay are you sure yes and that's incredibly kind so i said can i ask what your name was so she said anna she said okay anna thanks very much so um came home wrote her a thank you card next morning i went there made sure i had my card and um took my card in i said and i said is anna there no so i said okay can you would you mind giving this to anna and then I said to the lady, look, um, I came in yesterday. I didn't have any money on me or I did, but you didn't take it. You only take a card. Um, can I pay? And she said no as well. <laughs> she said, no, you know, it's absolutely fine. We're grateful that you came in. So I just thought, well, you know, that's, mm -hmm. you know, and obviously they don't, they don't know my situation and no. what it was. So I thought that's incredible. So what you don't know is, Luke, we're going to do a new feature of a week. Yeah. And it's called Podcast of a Week. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to come on to that in a bit. So as you can see, we're well rehearsed today. Yeah. No, yeah. No, we're meticulously uh, rehearsed. And, and for Michael Netterton's benefit, it's all detailed in Evernote <laughs> um, as, as well. Where he, I'm sure he wouldn't have it any other way if we didn't plan our so – some podcasts aren't prepared, but we are. Okay, so there was an exceptional podcast this week, which we're going to come on to a bit um, from the high performance podcast, James Timpson, um, which was exceptional. And I want to discuss that um, as well. And uh, and on Friday, I received a copy of a book, John Timpson, from I'm not going to name names, but it was incredibly kind. Somebody we all know very, very well. I can't imagine who you had that from um so <laughs> so that was lovely he may well even be watching on here i won't know any won't name any names but thank you very much tom incredibly <laughs> kind of you so i'm really really grateful so in mill hill um there's a show so every morning i go and get lunch for, for the boys to make sure they're that they're okay um for lunch so I was walking past Mill Hill and there's North London Hospice. Um, and in the last week, last few weeks, they, they were looked after Sam and they were absolutely incredible. And there was a coffee shop by them. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to go into the coffee shop and I'm going to buy them coffees and some waffles. So I went in there. I think they thought I was mad. <laughs> I said, do you know what the people next door like for coffees? And then they said, yeah, they come in a lot. So I said, great. Can you go in and can you take them some coffee and some cake? Didn't leave my name, just paid for it and just took it in. Um, and it's amazing, you know, is it pay it forward? It's amazing. All yeah, these absolutely. all these things that happen. So, you know, yeah. what are you what are you doing um, to be kind? Um, yeah. And what's been really interesting on a lot of threads this week, there's been a lot of people saying how rude the public are being uh, or our customers are being to estate agents with what's going on. So is there a way that you can turn that round by just surprising them, um, maybe send them a coffee voucher or something like yeah. that? Um, so yeah. actually, they remember you for the right reasons. 
um, yeah. and, and go from there. And yeah. I know you are one of the kindest people, person out there, you know, yeah. and I know you've paid it forward many a time. Um, absolutely fantastic. You're very, very generous. So yeah. be interesting. Share your stories. Yeah, Simon, well, you love a new feature, don't you? <laughs> Martin Baum, thank yeah. you for the shout out on your podcast. So you go. I'm going to give you you and Katie another one. I want to make sure Katie's still in her pajamas, though, um, as she was last Sunday, apparently, when she was watching. So we got to mention Luke um, on the yeah. house, of, house of property. I'm sure it's not the house of property, but um, Martin, you can tell me differently. Yeah. But it's a... It's a great, uh, it is a great podcast, but it's yeah. still not the podcast of the week. Sorry, no, not yet. Absolutely. I mean, whilst you're mentioning about the the kind of whole uh, random act of kindness or paying it forward, so um, I think I've told this story before. I, I was in the local chip shop just grabbing some chips, and um, their card machine was broken, and and I, I don't normally carry um, cash around with me, and it's normally just on your phone and contactless, but I didn't have, and I'd already served it up, but a lady behind stepped in and just paid for it. Um, and she just said, just pay it forward. Um, so I've never met, never met this woman, never met this woman before. Um, and we had a, a an incident on Friday night where we'd locked a vendor out of their house um, because we'd used the bottom lock that shouldn't be used. So it's like 10 o'clock at night and they couldn't get in. So Yvonne uh, from our OB office went over, got the keys, went over, unlocked the door uh, and, and everything else. And then uh, yesterday she she was organizing for, there's a local coffee shop that's just been able to reopen um, because there was a fire above. Um, so all their coffee shop was flooded, so they couldn't even do takeouts or anything like that. But now they've reopened, but they do a mean afternoon tea. So we're going to drop a voucher around for that because just acknowledging when you have made a cock up and you've you've fucked up seriously, then uh, just holding your hands up. We've tried to repair the damage as best possible, um, and then um, we, um, we we we're going to try and. Uh, save a bit of face there but then that come uh, is different to we had another incident just before easter where a to let board went up at the wrong property so it should have gone up at number 23 it went up at number 22 it just got keyed in wrong on the board ordering system and the lady that lives at number 22 an elderly lady rang up um demanding that we take the board down and what compensation are we giving her and if we don't give a compensation she's going to the local paper so yeah like that yeah so again complete yeah it's our our mistake completely but my my approach was don't come on the phone demanding compensation and threatening to go to the local paper if if she just left it at the point that um uh the board had gone up wrong we would have sorted something out but uh, and yeah the local paper published it and all the comments were very favorable towards us um, one for the community aspects that we do, but also, come on, the, and the paper reported it correct in that she demanded compensation if we didn't, uh, and, and if we didn't, she would go to the local paper. So um, so that, that was another kind of example of uh, perhaps we could have handled it differently, but at the same time, you don't want a gun point, pointed to your head. Um, to pay compensation where it was just a genuine mistake and perhaps we would have dropped a some flowers round or a box of chocolates or or something like that but um but yeah so um, so tom mcgee 
I sold three houses and managed one for 10 years for a lady that I may cry because I thought her husband was her son. She was really upset, but I, apolog but I apologize and bought her flowers and she's now our biggest advocate. <laughs> okay. Well, in fact, I did, I did some, God, this is going back. I did something similar. And in fact, when I was going through all this, all the stuff, um, after Sam passed away, just looking at stuff, I found some old stuff from Green and Co. All right. Um, and I was in the Evening Standard, Diary of an Estate Agent. And, and one of the stories they shared, this is terrible, was there was a lady that had come over, I think, from um, Hong Kong. And she wanted to buy, uh, I think her two kids were coming over to university. So she wanted to buy some mansion flats. So she came along with a driver. Um, and um, we went to sit in the um, back of this car. And we're literally only going, I mean, about 400 yards was a property. So I don't know why we couldn't walk. But um, I shut her finger as I was closing, <laughs> as I was closing the door. I shut her finger in the door. Um, and it was like she was screaming. So <laughs> we still went to see the property. And then, and then she was in so much pain. I said, come on, we'll go take you to the doctor's. So there was a doctor around the corner. That was closed. So then had to drive her to the hospital, some, uh, Mary's Hospital in Paddington. Got out took her into A&E, uh, and then she goes, go, 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 just leave me alone, leave me alone. Um, and all I had, this is terrible, but I knew she was staying in a hotel in South Kensington. So I actually tracked down the hotel where she was staying, and I delivered flowers to her, thing, saying, I'm so sorry. And it turned out she walked out of St Mary's, she ended up going private. She had to have an operation on her finger, and it cost her well over a thousand pounds. She did end up buying two flats for through me, and I ended up selling them for her as well. Yeah, but crazy, crazy story. <laughs> bring, bring bring back memories. So, so let, for everyone, don't let Stephen Brown open the car door for you. <laughs> don't 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 be don't be a gentleman. Don't yeah. be a gentleman. So let let's talk about i'm going to come on about on to our week but let's talk about podcast of a week so i know you like listening to podcasts mm. um, anything that you've heard this week you know obviously my um podcast with david mintz has got to come very very close to being podcast of the week that goes without saying of course um I'm too, is... I'm too modest obviously to say that <laughs> <laughs> um so the i'm listening to a couple of bits um at the minute and one is um the podcast with joe malone which is on the high performance podcast which i think is a really exceptional um exceptional lady um exceptional person and um and it, it's quite a, a, a raw podcast, I think, in terms of honesty. Um, you get that feeling that it, it, there's, there's no kind of uh, facade with it. It's what you're getting is the, is the truth. Um, so there's that one. Um, and then it's an audio book at the minute, which is the Tony Robbins live um, Unleash the Power Within. Um, so uh so again uh, that that's that's a good that's a good one that's a good one to listen to um uh, as well if anyone's got audible then to download that um it's about six hours long so it's great for 
you get through it in about a week if you're doing an hour's walk in the morning. Um, but you'll probably have to listen to it two or three times to get the full impact. So, but they're the two, they're the two that I've really kind of picked out this week. Okay. Joe, Joe Malone, absolutely exceptional. Um, <clears throat> and actually there's, there's some things on that. I mean, I've spoken to quite a few people this week. Um, and there's so many people out there that have got challenges that you don't know about. So coming mm. back to the kindness. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to, you know, break any confidences with who I spoke to and, and what they said. But honestly, I think most people, and in fact, you know, Amy, Amy's watching this, um, and Amy did of a most incredible podcast with Nicola Brewham, um, the Brewham podcast. Um, and Amy's story actually is exceptional and what Amy's had to go through. Um, and I thought Amy was incredibly brave to share her story, uh, with Nicola. And if you haven't heard that, I highly recommend it. I thought it, I thought it was exceptional. Um, phenomenal story, but you talk about Tony Robbins and do you know what? I find it, as you can imagine, I'm like, I'm a roller coaster. So yeah. uh, I'm really up and down. I miss I miss Sam terribly. Sam's with me here. She's on she's on the podcast um, today. So I just look at Sam and I look at her smile and I look at her lovely eyes and and it keeps me going. And I was listening to to John McGrath and um, Tom Panos um, just before Easter, and they spoke about um, rewatching "I'm Not Your Guru" by Tony Tony. Um, yeah, the Netflix documentary. Yeah. So I've been meaning to watch that for two years. Um, and they mentioned it. And um, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to watch it. And yeah. I, well, it doesn't take a lot, as everybody knows, to make me cry <laughs> at the moment. So I'm listening to that. And I've had a really bad two weeks before that. I'm really struggling, um, missing, missing Sam. And I watch it. And I'm listening to the stories and I know it's all, you know, the way they edit these things and, you know, that they obviously know the history of everybody there and, and they pick on certain people. And you hear this one story of this lady, I think she must have been in her 20s and she was born into a cult. Yeah. And, then, and in this cult, it says that you're allowed to sleep with your sister, your brother, your grandmother, your... And even at like a young age, isn't it? Yeah, and, From you know, at, age. at six and whatever. And it's, and you just, I mean, it's heartbreaking. It really mm. is. Um, and then, I mean, even Tony Robbins is in tears hearing this story. Yeah. And then how she, you know, for me, it's brave to stand up in front of two and a half thousand people and tell this story. You know, and I think it was incredibly brave for Amy and other people to stand up and have these conversations. And, you know, this is really hard for me doing this now. But I think for everybody, go and speak to somebody. You know, there's so many, so many of us um, are going through stuff. But, you know, I, as you know, I do a lot of walking and I, I'm trying to walk with people as well. And that's made such a difference just by talking to people. Um, it's, it's helped me formulate things, formulate my views. Um, before the Tony Robbins one, I wasn't sure whether I was going to go back and work. Um, and then I listened to all these people 
and I thought, you know what? What do I love doing? I love making a difference. I love helping people. I love, and I heard all these people's stories and I thought, well, you know, they're going through all these things. You know, I know it's been, I've had a challenging 10 years, but, you know, I've been pretty resilient. Sam was incredibly resilient and incredibly brave. Um, so why not? So I started, I started work this week. Um, we did a little Daniel Spencer accountability group. We did. That uh, was, that was, that was good, good fun and some good honesty in there. Yeah, which is good. Um, and then I've got um, a few sessions on prospecting now. So, you know, I've started to tip, dip, tip my toe on. But again, that came because of watching that Tony, Tony Robbins and thinking, well, look at all these people. Look at what look at what they're doing. Um, and with you like Joe Malone's story? I mean, she's similar. She, you know, she had I think she's got cancer or she had cancer as well. Um, and it's amazing. It's amazing what she's what she's doing. But my podcast of the week actually is the high performance podcast, and it's the one with James Timpson. Um, yeah. And I think James um, Timpson's business, Timpson Shoes, is absolutely incredible. Um, and some of the things they do for their staff is absolutely phenomenal. So um, we'll post on here the link to the yeah. podcast and it's well worth listening to and vicky i know um i sent it to you and i heard from asa because i sent it from him and he thought it was exceptional i know tom i thought you you thought it was exceptional as well but how they treat their staff so you know i know his best friend is julian richard richard sounds yeah and i had the pleasure of um so julian richard actually bought into green and company we started off a coat concept called home where we made it a shop rather than an office and we had um, an open door so literally there was no door and it was bloody freezing we would all go <laughs> our, seriously we would all go in our long johns um to work because it was so cold but we had all the details all the particulars out on the wall so people could browse help themselves yeah. there was jazz music playing there was a coffee machine there was a jelly baby machine there was um old tv so we have old movies on so it's very very different the concept and julian richard's business richer sounds i think is in the guinness book of the records for most sales per square foot in a shop yeah um, so he had a big mansion house in bolton near manchester where he has an annex where he trains all his staff so green company actually went out there for three days as well so he's got dormitories he's got yeah. a basketball court a cinema a bar i mean it's absolutely incredible so i spent two days on the richer sounds induction course and james timpson and julian richer are best friends and i can see how his culture for culture from richer sounds and actually it came from archie norman and archie norman was involved in asda and their culture yeah. and yeah. really really interesting podcast but a couple of things that he talked about that you know that i liked and i know i think you do this was every and we did this at green company so everybody got a day off for their birthday yeah um this is, was amazing every parent whose kids going back to school or goes to school for the first time gets a day off for that yeah. at green yeah. Co, we had a day off for moving yeah so, um really interesting and i know john paul on in, in his group put you know what do you do for your staff um yeah. and one of the other things that we did and i'm sure it came through 
came through Archie Norman and then via Julian Richer is we had a staff suggestion scheme. So once a month we would get, we would all meet maybe before breakfast, we'd get some breakfast in and we'd just come up with suggestions. Um, and over the course of a month, myself would look at them and then whoever had suggestions that were worthy of winning, we'd give them like five pounds, 10 pound, 15 pound, 25 pound voucher. And yeah. the end of a quarter, the one with the best suggestion would get a red letter day prize as well. Yeah. And there were some amazing suggestions that came out to improve a business. So I found my own, my all my notes from Richard Sounds. So maybe I don't know if I'm allowed to share them, but uh, <laughs> take a copy and because yeah. yeah. I know that because um, uh, when we were doing business studies uh, at school, I know Richard Sounds were one of the uh, hottest uh, companies that universities and colleges would approach or students would approach. So they actually set up their own kind of information hub for those students to give that information out. So whereas a lot of companies would think, oh, we don't want the hassle of doing this. They actually set up a designated part of the business because they knew that there was so much interest in uh, in colleges and, and effectively the new business people of tomorrow to, to find out the richer way. And that's what he called it, didn't he? He called it the richer way. Um, and I know one of the things was, didn't they have, it was either a Bentley or a Rolls Royce or a supercar or something. So for, for that week or whatever it was for the top performing salesperson, <clears throat> they got the use of that car for, for, for that week as well. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, when you, when you used to go into a richer sounds uh, outlet, they, the actual energy and now you mentioned about the jelly beans it's like why would there be jelly beans in a in a hi-fi outlet and what why would there be like drinks and things like that that uh, and and they said yeah you can just come along put your headphones on and listen to music if you want to um but it worked because that's where they, they were a specialist rather than your generalist of like your curries or something they were a specialist in hi-fi and, and tv and audio and they evolved as time as time went on so um, yeah, no, I, I rem now, now you start talking about it. I, I certainly remember the getting the magazines and seeing the richer way. Yeah, and then I think they used to have a table tennis bat to welcome people in. Yes, they they they, they would turn around as well. Yeah. So um, the culture culture there was was amazing, and actually, yeah. it's, the imprint has gone on. But I'm sure it came from Archie Norman at, at yeah. ASDA. Um, and they and they all work with it, but that was incredible. But please share your share your favourite podcast this week, um, and then if there's any ones that you think we should talk about and can we review, then that would be amazing as well. So um, Simon talks a bit of walking. You did a Forest Gump marathon the other day, so I did forty eight thousand steps on Friday. Um, I was a little bit gutted. I didn't do fifty thousand actually. Um, Sam Hunter sent me something i think when i did thirty thousand, he said there's a hundred thousand a step challenge yeah thousand hundred thousand a day step challenge and then he sent me this guy's blog of how we did a hundred thousand steps in a day so um i'm not sure i do that but um what i've decided to do is that friday's going to be my day so yeah. uh i dropped Jack at the station, dropped Joel at school, and I had a really nice walk with Neil Giller for about an hour and a half, which was nice. Came home, walked to Mill Hill to get some um, food for lunch, walked back. Then I started playing walking football. So I walked up from my house to Barnet FC, 
played for an hour, walked back, and then um, I started cricket coaching again on, on Friday night. God, blimey. Under sevens. I forgot what it's like to have kids. Yeah, I can I can send I can send you Oliver down and you can look after him for a couple of weeks. You'll soon not want to uh, look at children again. Yeah, so I had a nice walk up there, couple of hours of cricket, and then I walked to my sister's and and then came back forty eight thousand steps. But for me, that break that's another question: breaking records. So in your business, what records are you looking to break? Okay, and. You know what do you do how do you reward your team if they break the records yeah. you know so one of the things that um i love seeing is having a record board in your office yeah you know with um potentially the highest fee ever achieved the most amount of sales the most amount of exchanges the most amount of instructions because yeah. records are there to be broken you know it's like the olympic in fact another great podcast they did the high performance podcast was with um Chris Hoy, yeah, he won six six or seven gold medals um, at the Olympics. It's absolutely fantastic that one. Yeah, um, and I think he got beaten. He got beaten in one race, or his record got broken, and he was like absolutely gutted. And he had, went to see a sports psychiatrist, and the guy said, "Well, what happens if you race and somebody breaks your Olympic record? What are you going to do?" You know, have you thought about it? Have you visualized that? And then he was in the Olympic Games and he was going last. The one who went full from last broke his record. The one from third from last broke his record. One second from last broke his record. And because Chris had already visualized breaking his record, he then broke the record again. Yeah. So again, you know, what are you doing in your business to visualize how you can break every single record in your business and that's and that and that's not to keep it just to yourself it's to it how is that information given to to your to your team uh, we kind of touched on that a little bit on tuesday with the daniel spencer a kind of like accountability group didn't we so um so in our in our offices we've got uh, and um i ripped it off from uh sean uh, Sean Adams where the world records so we've got our office records so each office has their office records for valuations for instructions for sales agreed and for exchanges um, last month we uh, one of the offices broke the sales agreed so they did 33 or 34 sales agreed um, the previous high was 32 um, but that's that's pride, pride of place and they know what what they've got to do in order to beat it if there wasn't that awareness about it then that they'd perhaps just plod along but when but when, when we do beat it then yes certainly share that reward and if that's a nando's lunch coffees um takeaway um i like the idea mike nettleton had um a couple of uh, cu couple of months ago where he kind of said to his team his his tenor go and rent a movie and get a takeaway or whatever um so again it's just helping them have some have some downtime um and now particularly as maybe some of the outlets are reopening so even if it's just a boots voucher or uh to go into next or to to get take out coffee um eat out eat out at a local pub or something like that it's it, it all it all helps with people's downtime and mental health as well i mean that was lovely what michael did so i think yeah he booked some popcorn for people yeah he 
said, um, you know, to get whatever fit, um, film that you want to watch, have a night in on us um, with your partner, um, have a popcorn, have a couple of shandies on us. Um, and actually the, the, I suppose, the feedback that he had from people as well. Yeah. You know, we're, work, we're working for a company that cares, um, you know, that knows it's, we're working, we're working our socks off at the moment. I think that's incredible. Yeah, no, no absolutely. I mean, there's plenty, there's plenty of things I think you can do. Um, and also don't expect it to just change overnight. Um, it's, it's years and years in the making to build, to build that culture. So don't just do one thing and think all of a sudden everyone's going to be really grateful. It's not about the gratefulness. It's about bringing everyone together as a team and keeping them together as a team. So just keep doing it consistently. And even if that's mapping out everyone's birthday in your own calendar, so that you know it's their birthday um and then it doesn't come as a surprise for you on the day when oh, someone else tells you it's their birthday so you've already got it planned go to amazon buy a box of birthday cards buy 30 birthday cards or packs of 50 birthday cards or go to the local card factory that doesn't cop doesn't cost a lot um we do a birthday card we don't do the day off um but it is one to put on the ideas board um and we do a voucher um for them to go on to, uh, we used to do a restaurant voucher but we stopped that because they couldn't spend it um <laughs> so, so um but we, we changed it to an argos voucher and we'll put it back to a restaurant voucher so at least they can take their family out for out for a meal but again when there's life events so uh one of our um colleagues moved home so uh, again it's an exciting time for them so a, a card signed by everyone um, and also a, a voucher for John Lewis so that they could go and get something nice for their home and hopefully they buy something that when they look at it, oh, that's that was that was from work. That was from everyone at work. So, um, but then you can relate that to, obviously, in, in your own business, can't you, with those life events? So with your prospecting, I think we kind of touched on it last week a little bit. Everyone wants the business now, but get to know your customers so that when you see that they've had a, had a newborn, send them a congratulations card. Uh, anniversary, home anniversary cards are and a few people have said why on earth would I want to receive a home anniversary card from my estate agent well you probably wouldn't if they've not been keeping in contact with you and giving you value and not just being there to take 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 but if they're there to give you advice and help along the way even if it's advice on what's the new home worth once it's been extended should they extend or should they move um, what does the impact of the the, I don't know uh, a university. So we've we've got a big university halls of residence being built um, uh, just around the corner from us. So does that impact upon local property prices? Does it impact upon the student rent, rental market and values now? Um, so if you're there to give them relevant information, then they're going to want to receive an anniversary card uh, from you. And it's it's not expensive now to get them branded up as your own business if with the amount you're sending. And there's easy hacks to get it to, so it doesn't become too time-consuming as well. Yeah, look, and I just want to maybe we just finish off on one thing on prospecting because you know I, I think we we discussed this last week and I think Chris came on and he's mentioned you know how few properties there are and you know I read a report from um, is it Twenty CI that you know literally properties are going to run out in some areas within you know maybe a month or two months. So, you know, what, what do we learn from this? 
you know, that you have to be doing one hour prospecting every day. You know, so I appreciate it's incredibly busy at the moment and we're all, everybody's absolutely crazy. But, you know, this famine is there in a way because people haven't been doing, you know, the one hour session every absolutely. day. So, you know, moving forward as agents, we should be putting that one hour, you know, and even if it's two people of your team doing it, you know, there's yeah. two people more than you were doing it or split it in hours. You know, you do yeah. the first hour, you do the second hour. Ideally, you want to do it all together because it gives um, people, you know, there's a buzz in the office of doing it. But, you know, just making sure it's done. And I think this week I've got three prospecting sessions. Yeah. So, look, we've only got five or six properties. Um, you know, can you help? So, of course, I can help. But in a way, you know, shouldn't it's be getting... You, it's, what, it's what you were doing in January as to why you're in the in this position now and even prior to january because again we know you can't just expect to ring someone and they're going to say yeah okay Stephen, put my house on the market now you've you've got to nurture that relationship and tom panos talks about it doesn't he what you do now will determine what you're going to have on your books and what you're going to sell in the next 90 days so and you've just got to have and um, but we are guilty as 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 most salespeople, we go through that feast and famine peaks and troughs all the time Okay, there is a phenomenal book, and we've had him as a guest, Jeb Blunt. Yeah. Fanatical Prospecting. Now, I got an email um, from him about downloading. They've got a free guide on it. Um, I don't know where you can find it, um, but let's see if I can. Um, I, know it's all co I know it's all copyrighted, um, so I've got to see if I can find it somewhere um but i would um i haven't got it now it's disappeared from my computer but have a look go into jeb blunt's website for ethical prospecting and he's got a 31 page guide on um prospecting to help you yeah no and, and there's plenty and there's plenty of resources out there so if there's one question then, Steve, and what question, if the people are going to do prospecting this week, what, what could they ask when they pick up the phone to clients? Stephen Brown. <laughs> Stephen Brown, obviously. Obviously. So what so what's one question? Again, yeah. it just for me is how's your living space? You know, firstly, mm -hmm. making sure that they're okay. Um yeah. but, you know, just asking them how their living space is. Um, yeah. and, then from, and then from there, they're just going to tell you um, whether it's too small, too big, they need a garden, whether literally they've got to divorce yeah. their partners, whatever it is. Um, yeah. But that will open the conversation. And then from there, you can see where that conversation goes. Um, yeah. But it's not very, it's not salesy at all. It's just a, a soft approach. And you're just asking how, the, how they yeah. are. Yeah, um, and I'm pretty sure last week we you gave out another nugget, which I'd be interested to know if anyone's actually done, and we've talked about it before, which was just sending an email or sending a text message to your database to say, have you had any thoughts of selling in 2021? And you could even slash put slash 2022 now with, with how far ahead people are thinking. Um, and I'd be interested to know if anyone has actually done that yet to their, to their database. Um, because I would imagine most people are too concerned that their database isn't trim and they're worried that they're going to get lots of GDPR threatening 
emails back or they're going to get people you shouldn't be emailing me or something like that so just be interesting from anyone that's watching now um if they have actually sent that message out to their database and what was the response because i know from when we've done it in the past it's been um uh, an absolute no-brainer to do okay well look thank you all for watching thank you all for listening um have a really productive successful week um and talk to people and be kind thanks very much Thank Luke, thanks for your time andy no. we miss you hopefully see you next week have a Take great care. successful week everyone bye